The Old Pilot's Plane Tales, a chat with C.J. Hammer, Special Forces Hercules pilot extraordinaire. Hi there, everyone. We're uh, lucky enough to have uh, a C-130 pilot with us, uh, an APG lover as well, uh, C.J. Hammer, who uh, came to Farnborough not long ago to... Uh, uh, visit and chat with us and subsequently uh, I was lucky enough to get an invitation from him to visit him at Mildenhall where uh, we looked around his fabulous aircraft. Now we did an interview at the time unfortunately a technical problem uh, gave us a, a hassle there so we're trying again now via Skype. Not quite as perfect but anyway. Uh, I'd like to welcome uh, you CJ and uh, um, perhaps you'd start up by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about uh, your career path to get to your current position. Uh, good morning or good afternoon or good evening, Nick, wherever it is that we're listening to the show. Uh, yes, uh, my name is CJ Hammer. I'm a lieutenant colonel of the United States Air Force uh, stationed here at RAF Mildenhall. And I am a MC-130J Commando 2 pilot. Uh, let's see, my, my history, I uh, joined the Air Force back in 1991. I flew, uh, was it, in the pilot training, I went through the uh, T-37 and T-38 aircraft that uh, Captain Jeff has mentioned many a time. And uh, from there, I was assigned to something called the Pilot Bank. Uh, we had a little too many, few too many pilots in the U.S. Air Force back then, so uh, they decided to send a few of us off to a non-flying assignment. For a few years, and I got to be a uh, aircraft maintenance officer. Uh, from there, I luckily was able to get back in the cockpit. Uh, flew C-130s at uh, Dias, and from there went to uh, special operations and went to uh, Hurlburt Field, Florida, flying the MC-130 Echo, uh, the Talon, is a combat Talon is what it's called. Uh, from there, uh, went to a little bit of a non-flying stint, uh, teaching at uh, the Air Command and Staff College for uh, the mid-level, mid-grade officers. And from there to the uh, MC-130W, which was a replacement for the Combat Talent II at uh, Cannon Air Force Base. And from there, to uh, I got lucky enough to get uh, reassigned to the MC-130J there at Cannon. And from there uh, to Mildenhall. So there's my career so far. Excellent. That sounds fantastic. Now, the MC-130J Commando 2, apart from having one of the longest names of any aircraft I've ever come across, um, looked an amazing machine. How did it differ from earlier models you flew? Well, the uh, original C-130 has been around since the 1960s. And a great machine, great airplane. And uh, they decided, Lockheed decided to... Uh, Updated a bit in the 90s. Uh, the Brits, of course, being the first to uh, purchase the airplane at the time. So thanks to you guys for uh, for uh, purchasing that, and uh, we uh, we eventually. <laughs> You're very welcome, CJ. Yes, yes. <laughs> so uh, we we eventually uh, got on the bandwagon, decided we needed to replace some of these older uh, C-130s, and uh, so the the airplane has a lot of uh, upgraded and updated systems reduces the number of crew members. Back in the old airplane, the uh, MC-130 Echo Combat uh, Talon that I used to fly, we had about nine crew members. And uh, this aircraft uh, only requires five because we have a lot of uh, automation. Uh, the uh, flight management systems have been updated quite a bit and uh, has a head-up display, has upgraded engines, uh, just a lot of uh, things that make it a little easier for uh, a, a smaller crew to operate. And that's about it. 
Yeah, I must admit, it looked a very sophisticated flight deck when I, I got to climb in there and you powered it up for us. Uh, I was very impressed. So what kind of roles do you undertake in this fabulous aeroplane, CJ? Our primary mission in the MC-130, uh, all MC-130s, is uh, support to Special Operations Forces for infiltration, exfiltration, and uh, refueling of uh, Special Operations, both uh, rotary wing and uh, tilt rotor assets uh, to get them behind enemy lines and support uh, the commander's requirements wherever we need to go. Wow, that sounds great. I'm going to ask you a difficult question. So, like, what are some of your special forces tasks? They must be amazing. Uh, is there anything you can tell us about? It's very similar to uh, what you might expect a C-130 to do. So, you know, we transport uh, transport equipments and uh, personnel for them. Uh, we can do airdrop both at uh, low level and uh, the they call it the halo. You know, free fall airdrop uh, personnel. Uh, we drop very large boats for uh, certain uh, special operations forces that require them, and we can uh, refuel the uh, CV-22s and uh, special operations helicopters as well. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. My my uh, imagination's going wild here. Um, what are those special forces guys like? I guess you get to meet and chat to them a bit, do you? Uh, yes, we work with them quite a bit. Uh, we have uh, at uh, Mildenhall here. We have, as you uh, you may have heard on Marcus's podcast. I hate to cross cross pollinate here, but uh, on uh, his Omega Tau, he just interviewed a CV twenty two pilot from here at Mildenhall. Uh, we have the uh, MC one thirties. We have a, a special tactics team as well, and we uh, support them in terms of uh, making sure they're current in their airdrop, uh, their free fall, and uh, static line jumps. And uh, then we have the unilateral training that we do as well, just to stay proficient in uh, container delivery and heavy equipment drops. So that just makes us able to drop, say, you know, a large uh, tank or a Humvee or whatever it is that might be required to be inserted behind enemy lines. So, yeah, the Special Barbers Forces we work with, uh, both here at the Milden Hall and then uh, elsewhere throughout the uh, European theater, very professional. Uh, we, we also work with um, special operations forces from other countries within Europe. And again, uh, just really, really uh, professional folks. Uh, they really are uh, the best at what they do. And uh, for the most part, you know, they, they, they do get called when something goes down that uh, nobody else can really deal with. So that's, uh, it's really a, a privilege to work with them. Yeah, I bet. It seems a little odd to me having a unit like yours based in England. Isn't it a long way from where you usually need to operate? Actually, no. Uh, we, uh, we we do have work with the partner nations. Like I said, the uh, Special Operations Forces with it throughout Europe. Um, we have uh, missions that we do down in uh, Africa, and we get called to do uh, things in Central America. Uh, sorry, <laughs> not Central America, but <laughs> the... Uh, Mid-Asia and also in uh, Eastern Europe. Uh, so really, this isn't a bad location for us. We really enjoy uh, being here in England because uh, the Brits have a, uh, a less restrictive policy, shall we say, about uh, low-level flying than some of the other nations within Europe. Uh, so we really get to do a lot of um, precision uh, training at low level and using night vision goggles that we may not get to do elsewhere. Okay, that's cool. We mentioned night vision goggles um, and low flying, so it must be difficult flying such a large aircraft at low level. Um, what special techniques do you use and what's it like doing it at night? 
Well, in the old airplane, yeah, it was uh, it was a bit difficult. You know, you, the night vision goggles have evolved quite a bit. They uh, they do let you uh, see quite a bit, and I don't say they they don't turn night completely into day, but they do let you see a lot more than you can see with the naked eye. Uh, but the old airplane, you could kind of figure out, okay, well, this is what so this is how big trees should look when you're this high, and this is uh, how big they should look when you're higher than that. But uh, with the current airplane, that's the MC-130J has a heads-up display that is completely MVG compatible, so I can look through the HUD at uh, the terrain around me and immediately see uh, what my terrain line, what, what, what navigational course I should be following, uh, what uh, radar altitude I am above the ground, uh, how far before, uh, ahead or behind schedule I am to uh, meet up with a helicopter or to drop uh, the personnel I want to drop uh, right on the, the, you know, on the second that they want to be dropped at. So really, it, it has a lot of uh, capabilities that we didn't have in the old airplane. And the uh, the lighting in there, like I said, completely MVG compatible. So we don't. Uh, in, in the old airplane, you used to have some lighting that, if you turn, if if it came on, it would bloom out the goggles, and you couldn't you couldn't see anything else but that light. You couldn't see out the cockpit. But this one, uh, all the lights are are of a certain uh, filter, so that uh, you can actually see out outside the window, with, no matter what light comes on. Excellent. So. Generally speaking, your your low flying uh, is done visually, albeit with enhanced equipment. Yes, yes. We uh, eventually the aircraft is supposed to get a, a terrain following system, uh, like some of the older uh, C one thirty models uh, currently have. Uh, doesn't have it quite yet, but uh, that will allow us to fly uh, at low level uh, in all kinds of weather. But right now we use the Mark One eyeball to make sure we don't hit anything. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, that, that'll be exciting when you're doing it in cloud, old chap. That'll be, that'll be amazing. Ah, yes. um, now, your aircraft is, of course, set up for tankering. I, I saw the uh, the pods you have on there and the baskets that you can trail back for aircraft to refuel off. Uh, who are your usual customers? Uh, usually, we work with uh, CV-22 Osprey aircraft that are located with us here at uh, Mildenhall, and uh, we tend to refuel up to uh, I'm supposed to fly with the three uh, th three of them the uh, just last just yeah last night I ended up being a little few less they had <laughs> had an issue with it but weather was pretty bad but uh, we, we typically refuel them we can also refuel uh, we, we've worked with uh, the French helicopters uh, as well over the last few months uh, both uh, in in France and and down in Africa oh excellent Excellent. Um, yeah, that's amazing uh, radius of action you take that aircraft into. I'm, I'm always uh, impressed. So uh, your aspects of your job, what, what would you say is the most enjoyable uh, and what are you most proud of? Well, the, the uh, chance to work with the partner nations and special operations forces and just be able to take uh, – <laughs> take this wonderful machine and uh, do some things with it that you really can't do with anything else uh, in areas of the world that people may not have even heard of and, and may not even know that the enemy's at. Uh, that is uh, just really rewarding, working with the people uh, that we do, that, that they're just professionals and just the, the complete experts in their field uh, is, is a very rewarding. And, uh, you know, every, every day I look at, it, at what I do and say, wow, I can't believe they pay me to do this. <laughs> yeah, don't don't keep thinking that too much, CJ. They might stop. Yep, yep. Well, I hope not. Hope not. I'm sure. I'm sure they won't. Um, now you're not going to do this forever, CJ. What does the future hold for you? 
Well, funny you should mention that. I am retiring in a few months here, and I have a few uh, applications out to uh, hopefully be an airline pilot guy myself. Wow. So uh, hopefully uh, that'll that'll turn out. I, I understand they don't do a lot of uh, night vision goggle flying in that uh, realm, so... I, I hopefully won't hold that against me. No, I don't think they will. No. Well, I, I wish you uh, all the luck in the world in uh, getting a job. Now, are you going to try and uh, stay in uh, the UK or Europe uh, and work from here, or are you heading back state stateside? Uh, most likely head back to uh, stateside where uh, our families are and uh, be, you know, be a little closer to family would, would be nice. But uh, certainly the experience that I've had uh, in the C-130 all over the world, I think will, uh, will come in handy hopefully uh, later on in my career. I'm sure it will. And uh, when I'm an old fella, I hope one day I can climb in the back of an airplane that you'll be flying. That'd be great fun. Anyway, thank you very much indeed for giving us uh, your time. Uh, I really appreciate it, giving us this little insight uh, into the world of special operations. Uh, Any uh, final things you'd like to say before uh, we uh, knock this on the head? Uh, yes, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to the uh, Airline Pilot Guy community. I uh, really enjoy the uh, the show every week and uh, all the, the, the information that it's given me about the airline pilot world. And uh, just uh, it was great meeting all of you all at, uh, at Farnborough, the folks that came out there. Hopefully I pronounced that right. I've, I've been practicing, right? So <laughs> <laughs> You've been, uh, in the, been in the UK long enough to get it right now, and that sounded yep. fine. All right. Right, well, again, thank you very much indeed. We will wish you well. Keep it up and all the best for the future, CJ. Thank you very much, Captain Nick.